Well, good morning and happy Sunday. Merry Christmas or the day after Christmas. I'm so glad to be able to share a Sunday morning with you, even though uh, if you're watching this online, you're not able to join us in person. And what we are doing this uh, Sunday morning is a little different than our normal Sundays. We will be in our fellowship hall having a good time doing a little family service. But I thought it would be appropriate for me to share with you online the same message I will be sharing in the fellowship hall this morning. So I wanted to share with you what's on my heart for this Sunday morning. And I hope that you had an incredible Christmas yesterday celebrating with your family and friends and uh, opening up and receiving gifts and also probably more importantly, giving gifts. This is a, 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 Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And I love giving my kids gifts. As much as I love getting gifts, I love giving gifts. And I hope that you enjoyed that uh, yesterday. And I uh, pray that this message is a gift to you. And so this Sunday morning, I'm gonna be sharing a message entitled, and I got the message, I got the title this morning's message from one of my favorite Christmas movies. It might not be your favorite Christmas movie, and I'm okay if it's not your favorite Christmas movie, as long as you're not saying that Princess Bride is not your favorite all-time movie, then I have some beef with you, <laughs> right? Just kidding. Um, but my, one of my favorite Christmas movies is Elf, and so the title of this morning's message is The Best Way to Spread Christmas Cheer. That is the title of this morning's message, and if you know the movie like I know the movie, you know there's a second tagline to go with that. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And that will be my first point, singing loud for all to hear. I have a second point, no third point, because this is gonna be a shorter message than our normal 45 minute uh, style. I'm trying to do this in about 15, 20 minutes here. And so let's see if I can do that. So the first one is singing loud for all to hear. And if you saw the movie, this is something Elf says, um, that singing is just a part of what we do and during the Christmas season. We sing Christmas carols. We sing when we're happy, we sing. And uh, one of the lines in the movie is that singing is no different than talking. Uh, if you can talk, you can sing. And he's standing in a store and he says, I'm in a store and I'm singing. And then he says a little bit louder, I'm in a store and I'm singing, right? And then the manager says, hey, there's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. Yes, there is. All right, I'll, I'll stop quoting the rest of the movie. Um, but that's where I got the title this morning's message. I'm gonna break it down almost like scripture, singing loud for all to hear, right? So the idea is singing. I just mentioned that singing is a big part of the Christmas season, but really singing is a big part of the Christian faith. I remember uh, my manager who uh, at AT&T at one point uh, was not a believer and was asking what I did at church. And he asked, do you guys sing songs like have a concert before the, the pastor gives his message? And, and when he said that, it stood out to me. Um, he didn't grow up in church culture and I grew up in the church. And so it's just normal for us to spend 20, 30 minutes singing songs. Uh, but for someone who doesn't come to church, why do you sing so much? Why, why are you always singing? And um, that's just the tradition of the Christian faith. We've always had hymns, we've always sung songs. And I love that the Bible itself points to the fact that singing is central to our faith. That in the very center of the Bible, if you open up to the middle of the Bible, what book of the Bible will you find, right? The book of Psalms or Psalms, right? The idea is that in the very center of our faith, David, the King David, wrote tons of songs and recorded that for us, that uh, Jesus uh, sang songs, that when little kids were singing songs to him, he said, hey, don't, let, don't make them be quiet. I like when kids sing songs. Um, and in this Christmas story, we find a verse that talks about singing. It says this in Luke 2.13, at once the angel was joined 
by a huge angelic choir. So the idea is that even in heaven, there is singing going on. There are choirs of angels, right? That just sing before the Lord. That in this Christmas story, you find the shepherds in their fields and the angel Gabriel is given a message. He's telling them that there is good news of great joy, which will be for all people. There is born to you in Bethlehem today a savior, right? And so we know this story, but the fact is that after he gave this message, he was joined by a huge angelic choir. The whole sky was filled with a heavenly host and they were singing. And so it's even central to the Christmas story, you find singing. And so the best way to spread Christmas cheer or the best way to share the love of Jesus, the joy of Jesus, or your faith about what you believe, the best way to spread that sometimes is by singing. Is singing to ourselves, sometimes singing to those around us. Why are you so happy, right? That's another elf quote. Why are you smiling? Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite, okay, right? And so the idea is that sometimes our disposition, when we sing, it changes the way we think, it changes the way we feel. And so singing is central to spreading the cheer or the joy or the glad tidings of Christmas. And that's the point of this titles, this message is, right? Uh, the best way to spread Christmas cheer, maybe a better way of titling it is, the best way to share your faith, the best way to share the love of Jesus, the best way to share what you believe in, right, is the idea of that singing is involved, joy, gladness, good tidings, it's good news for all people, right? So it's singing, for all, singing loud for all to hear. So we heard that first one, singing. The next word, loud. I love that it doesn't just say sing. It says sing loud for all to hear. That word loud, I get the emphasis that it's, we are to be bold. When we share our faith, we're not to be timid, we're not to shrink back. That I just quoted Elf, that he's in a store and he's singing at the top of his lungs. He doesn't care what people think. And too often you and I, we care too much what people think. When reality is central to sharing our faith is to be bold. When uh, Peter and, uh, and John went to the Temple Mount just days after Pentecost, they shared the good news of Jesus Christ and they were persecuted for their uh, sharing their faith. But it says when they came back after being beaten and threatened, their number one prayer request, boldness. They wanted more boldness. They wanted to go out and share their faith. That as we read the Christmas story, again, looking at the shepherds and the angels, you find another example of this. It says in Luke 2.17 about the shepherds. After seeing him, Jesus, the shepherds, or where to go? After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone, very simple, I just couldn't find it in my iPad here. Um, but after seeing Jesus, they were unashamed, unafraid to tell everyone the good news. They, they went back from the stable, going back to their fields. It happened in the middle of the night, right? It says in the night sky. We don't know exactly what time, but the idea is that it's possible that many people were sleeping and didn't want to be bothered. But it says they told everyone. They were pounding on doors. They were yelling at the top of their lungs. They were telling everyone they knew, everyone they didn't know, strangers. They were going to hear what the shepherds had to say. And the idea was they weren't mad. They weren't trying to convert people and try to, listen to me, I'm more right than you. No, they just were sharing the good news and the joy of what they had received. And they wanted other people to get in on their joy. 
right? And so, so much of us, we need to be proud and loud about the joy and the peace and the gladness that we have. When we see people that are uh, not full of peace, when we see people that are fearful, this time of year, there are people that are fearful of all kinds of things, that they're gloomy or sad because of lost loved ones, that we are to share the hope that lies within us. We are to be bold about that. And so I encourage you, that's central to our faith, it's central to what we celebrate during this Christmas season, is to be proud and bold about sharing the love and goodness of Jesus Christ. So you see the shepherds doing it in Luke 2, 17. Again, filling out the rest of this line, singing loud for all to hear. And if you didn't catch it, the next word is all. Singing loud for all to hear. The idea is we mentioned it, that the shepherds went and told everyone. And so you have this, um, this next verse, right? It says this in Luke 2.10. It says that there's good news of great joy, which will be for all people. It's not just for the good ones. It's not just for the religious ones. It's not just for the people that are seeking God. It actually is for all people. And so the idea is that when we sing loud, right, when we are sharing the good news of Jesus Christ, when we want other people to get in on what we have, it is for everyone. It's for our family. It's for strangers. It's for people that we work with. It's for people that we know, people we don't know, right? It's for everyone. And that we need to have this heart and this mindset that we are sharing our faith. We're sharing the good news, that we are giving good, glad tidings, right? We're giving presents to people. Um, just this last week, I got to uh, go through a drive through fast food, and my kids saw that there was a police officer in a car that pulled up behind us in, in the drive through They said, Dad! Let's buy them their food, right? They were excited. To, we never met that person. We didn't get out of our car. We still have no idea who it was, but we bought them their meal, right? We just said, hey, can you just, can we go ahead and pay for the people behind us? Many of you have done things like that before, right? You pay it forward. You're doing nice things, bringing good joy. And I just want you to know that it is for everyone. Uh, I know that God has convicted me that this year of compassion, there's people I have less compassion for. Uh, I'll name it and I'll try to be careful. Uh, dumb people uh, who don't deserve my compassion, right? Whether they're on the freeways, whether they're people I disagree with, right? They're dumb because they don't know the truth, right? They're dumb because they don't think the way I think. But the reality is that all people deserve compassion, that all people deserve to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I encourage you, be bold and share it with everyone, not just people you're comfortable with, people maybe you're not comfortable with. Begin to share your faith everywhere you go with all people, right? So again, my point is from Elf, singing loud for all to hear. And I love that, it, that last word, to hear, because sometimes I can be very general and very vague. Well, yeah, I just, I love people, right? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But I think of that word here as specific. Um, in, the, in the verse uh, 2.18, it says this, Luke 2.18, all who heard the shepherds were amazed at what they had to tell them. All were amazed. So to me, that's very specific. You have different people from different um, ethnicities, different cultures, different backgrounds, uh, different intellectual uh, right, uh, bents, right? And so for me to share my faith, I have to be intentional. I have to be specific. If I'm wanting everyone to hear the good news I have to be amazed, that means I have to tailor make my message 
or how I'm sharing the good news with different people, right? There are people who are very intellectual and they're not about emotion, they're not about experience. And so how can I reason with them? How can I show them the truth from a logical point of view? Other people, they could care less about science and reason. They want an encounter, they want experience. And how can I bring a miraculous sign? I love that Paul says that, right? That in some places, in some cities or towns he went to, he brought great words of articulation and he, uh, right, uh, on Mars Hill, he argued or brought reason why Jesus is the son of God, right? And so he had intellectual pointed to scriptures in the Old Testament and had very good points to bring reason behind it. And other places, he didn't bring reason or logic because they weren't educated. They didn't know how to read. They didn't know history. And so he would bring power or he'd bring signs and wonders. He would do miracles. He would heal people. He would do whatever it could. He would do whatever he could to make it specific to see how they could be hearers of the gospel. And so the Holy Spirit is so good at that. Sometimes I have no idea, but if I'm listening to the Holy Spirit, he wants me to share with people differently. And so I encourage you, be specific, be intentional. Think of how you can share your faith with people differently. Um, so I love that in this Christmas story or in this Christmas movie, Elf, God is able to bring out scriptures that align with all these things, that the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. That was my first point. I got second point really quick. Um, singing loud for all to hear is the first one. Second one, kind of rhyming almost, becoming like a child the way you care. Right, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is to become like a child in the way you care. Become like a child, right? Again, that is so central to the Christmas story, that there is a God in heaven who became a baby, became a child. And anytime I say that, I think right away of Oswald Chambers um, from My Utmost Forest Highest. That's the devotional I've read more than any other devotional in my entire life. And um, I can't remember the exact day, but he says it actually probably more than once. But he says this, that beware of the moment of feeling important or that you matter more than other people. He says, the moment you begin to feel important or that you matter more than other people, he says, remind yourself that God became a baby. Remind yourself that God became a baby. John 1.14 says this, right? And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The word, the word of God, the, the eternal one, the preexistent one, the one that has always existed and created all things, that word, he became flesh, right? God Almighty humbled, he chose to humble himself and take on the form of a bondservant, take on the form of flesh, right? Or human, right? When we say flesh, we mean that he became a human. And so the idea is that for you and I, how do we spread Christmas cheer? We become like Christ. We humble ourselves. Right? If God chose to humble himself, we as God followers must choose to humble ourselves. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is not demanding my rights, not demanding everything goes my way politically or all the different things you can fill in the blank, right? Getting the parking spot that I was waiting for with my blinker on and this other person whipped in and took my parking spot, right? I was right and they were wrong. But the moment I demand my rights, I'm not spreading Christmas cheer, right? I'm not sharing my faith. I'm not sharing who Jesus is, that he humbled himself. And so I love that Jesus is that perfect example. The word became flesh and humbled himself. Jesus chose to become humble. You and I, we must do the same thing. There's another verse, not in Luke anymore. I'm gonna look back to Matthew. And in Matthew 2, 6, it's actually quoting from the Old Testament. And it says this, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah 
are not least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. In there you see that Bethlehem is quoted as maybe a humble beginning. Where Jesus was born was not in Jerusalem, was not in a capital city, was not in Rome, was not where all the political leaders of the day were. He chose Bethlehem. And this quote from the Old Testament, this prophecy, was that Bethlehem, you are not least among the tribe of Judah, because out of you will come a ruler. That actually God loves choosing the humble. Not only does he choose to become humble, he chooses the humble. That you and I, when we choose to humble ourselves, God loves to use us. He says, oh, there's a humble person. Let me use him. Let me use her, right? The ideas I shared before, my own testimony, becoming the pastor here, I felt unqualified. I felt like I was not the right person, right? And there's still days that I, in moments that I still struggle with those thoughts. I'm like, oh God, why did you pick me, right? But that's who God is. Look throughout scripture. Gideon, right? I'm the least of the tribe of Manasseh. I, I'm the lowest tribe and I'm the lowest clan of that tribe. And of that clan, I'm the last person you should pick, Jesus, right? But that's who God says, yeah, but I chose you. I pick you. And that's, I just want to remind you that when you feel lowly, when you feel unworthy, when you feel like I'm not someone who can actually share the good news of the gospel because I'm not educated enough. I didn't go to Bible school. I, I'm not, you fill in the blank. We all have excuses, Right? Those people, they know my past. Those people, they know what just came out of my mouth 10 minutes ago. They can't hear the gospel because I, I've tainted the witness, right? No matter what it is, the enemy or our flesh will always find a reason why we should shut our mouths, why we shouldn't spread the gospel. And God is saying, if you just choose to humble yourself, I will choose to use you. I love, Jesus says he loves working with the humble, right? The meek shall inherit the earth, right? There's all these quotes from scripture that talk about if you humble yourself, he will exalt you. And so I just encourage you during this Christmas season, my goal is, I hope your goal is to spread Christmas cheer, to spread, share or to spread the love of Jesus. And we do that, yes, by singing loud for all to hear and by choosing to humble ourselves, by choosing to become like Christ and to be used. Sometimes opening our mouths and being bold actually is the most humble thing we can do. And so I just want to encourage you um, that you are loved, that you, uh, God wants to use you during this Christmas season, no matter how you feel, how you think, you are a vessel that God wants to use to spread his Christmas cheer. So let me say a prayer to close our time together, and I pray that you have a blessed rest of your Sunday. So let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity to learn again from your word, to even learn from a silly Christmas movie elf. God, but I pray that your words would ring true, that that is my desire, is I want to spread your good news of great joy, which is for all people. So God, I avail myself. Use me, use my mouth, humble me. God, may I be bold to share the good news of Jesus with all of those around me. And may your kingdom be advanced. May there be an advancing of your kingdom as I obey you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. Love you. Hope to see you. Not this Wednesday, no Wednesday night service, but next Sunday will be our first kicking off of the new year. And I will be giving out uh, my vision for the new year. And that Sunday night, January 2nd in the evening, we will have an evening service. It's our family communion service where we get to write down our new year's goals, where we get to take communion as a family and pray over you. So I hope you're putting that on your calendar. And before Sunday, just reminding you that on Friday night is New Year's Eve. 
And I encourage you to come out to church. We are going to have a great time in the, great time in the fellowship hall, uh, playing games, eating food, hanging out, and getting ready to celebrate. And before the new year, before midnight, we will come into the sanctuary and we will have a praise party, lots of upbeat worship songs, and enjoying God. And as we ring in just past midnight, we will spend some time in uh, some more worship and prayer. And I just want to encourage you all are invited to that, young kids, old kids, no matter what, you're all welcome. So love you guys. Hope to see you soon and Merry Christmas.